Hi, and welcome to Shh, I'm Watching a Movie. I'm Alex Andrevite. And uh, you're listening to the podcast where Alex and I talk through an entire movie. Yeah. Now, this is the edited version, uh, which means that we edit out all the stuff that you don't want to hear, which is us basically silently watching a movie and or me telling Alex about my plans that day. So it's for your pleasure. And so if anything doesn't make sense to you or you're like, oh, that's a weird edit, it's because we edited it for you. Anyways, enjoy watching a movie with us. Yeah. Hello! Hello and welcome to Shh, I'm, I'm watching a movie. movie. We can start Love Actually right away. You want to start right yeah, away? Let's do no, it. We got to intro her. It's going to be a whole thing. It's we like have, last time where we didn't intro the guy. We have a end. very special guest with us, and and we're going to intro her right away. And I'm saying your name right. It's Lee yes. Lawson. Hello. I don't think there's any other way to say it, but sometimes maybe it's like Lee Lucin or something like that. Lee Lawson. Lee Lawson. So Lee has been brought to us. She is a stranger to us, but a very close friend because we've been spending about half an hour together. Mm-hmm. Trying to set this thing Trying up. to set up this whole to-do. There's been challenges, but we persevered. Yeah. So currently, um, they very kindly have come over to where I am dog-sitting. And the dog keeps licking the chip bowl that I've put out. And I had to put my my bowl of spinach that I was eating in the bathroom so that she'd stop licking it. She's being very delicate about it, though. Just, like, licking the edge, <laughs> you know? <laughs> she's, a, she's a woman. She's a, she's a lady. We're running on battery power. Okay, we're running on battery power. But we have <laughs> Alex. Stop rushing me. We I'm not, I just said we're running on battery okay, power. Okay, we have lovely Lee. And Lee, we met through the Sonar Network, our connections. How do you know us, Lee? What happened? Um, I... I Got connected to the Sonar Network through a friend because I'd been doing a bunch of press for for projects um, that have long since passed. Oh shit, we <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> no, we, no. We, we I got. A, you know what happened is I had a cold and then yeah. we went on like a month hiatus. Yeah. No. It's, so, it's yeah. You get yeah like such a delicate flower. You get the sniffles and you're like, we can't record for a month. <laughs> My voice. It's but it's all good because now we get to do this sweet sweet Christmas episode. It's true. So like last year we did the holiday and Alex. I friggin' hated it. It was the one of the worst movies we've... I think it's the, the worst movie, hands down, we watched for this. No, I think Keeping the Faith might have been... And I love these movies. These Keep, are my choices. Keep, <laughs> Keeping, the, Keeping the Faith was bad in a way that was fun. The Holiday was bad in a way that was, like, Look, punishing. Did I rewatch it? Aggressively sentimental. Did I rewatch it three days ago? Because I couldn't sleep at two in the morning and then stayed up till five in the morning because that's how long the holiday is. <laughs> and I watched all of it. But Lee has brought us the most lovely movie that I think is really good. Alex, have you seen it? Uh, in it, Just chunks of it. I've not watched the whole thing. Huge. Lee, what did you bring us today? We're going to start it while we're uh, We are going to watch Love Actually, directed oh by Richard Curtis, who is the man when it comes to romantic comedies. Uh, I'm obsessed with Richard Curtis. I So I went to London this summer, mm-hmm. and I've my whole life I've loved like Britishness, including the men. And um, I just went on a real Richard Curtis kick when I got back, because I was like, oh yeah, I like London and know of London because of his movies. Mm-hmm. He's done Notting Hill. Four weddings and a funeral. Unfortunately, that Beatles movie yesterday. <laughs> yes. Did you see that? <laughs> Don't <good>. watch um, it. <laughs> Don't. He also he wrote. Uh, uh, why isn't coming to me? Bridget Jones's Diary. One of the screenwriters. <gasps> of on that. course, of course. So he didn't but, direct that one. No. That was actually directed by the same people that directed American Pie. <laughs> what? The, t- the duo, the Wise Brothers, or something. Okay. So. Oh, it's got that nineties look. No, 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 no. This is this is a. Okay, so love actually happened just after nine eleven, mm-hmm. and listen to what Hugh Grant says. Hold on. Is it loud enough? It might not be loud enough. Wait, hold on. It opens with people uh, saying, "Okay, and this is all like the hid cameras in uh, in Heathrow." Heathrow, because 
the whole thing is that life is really shitty, but love is all around. And the real, the real title for the movie was supposed to be Love Actually Is All Around. And then they were like, don't do that. <laughs> and so it's saying that like, and this was the impetus for the whole movie is that when 9-11 happened, he was so depressed, but then he saw how people came together and all that stuff and that actually we will persevere and that's the point of this movie. So th- this is not like on This is not 9/11. what the movie looks like. Th- this is not like on 9-11. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. This is just you, you, you said 9-11 and we're in an because airport. He says, I assumed. <laughs> he says after 9-11. I swear, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He mentions Yeah. And this, I the thing I like about the sequence is I just imagine the poor PA running after these <laughs> people getting releases. <laughs> Or do you think it because it's in a public place, you're allowed? If you don't record voices, you're allowed. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, trust me, I, that, <laughs> I've uh, gotten away with it. That, that must, be, that must imagine, be fun for the people who are like, in it who watch this Christmas movie. They're like, it's me! Yeah, like Love Actually yeah. is this huge, like, classic Christmas movie. Yeah. You know what's wild? The pla- one of the places with the most, like, lenient uh, uh, public filming laws is New Zealand. You can film anybody in a public space. At any time? Yeah. Well, I think that's because there's only about 12 people that live there. So. Uh, did you ever see the movie Tickled? Tickled? No. It's a plot point. The in documentary? Yeah, yeah, it's a, to- a plot I point in Tickled. So um, it's a plot point in Tickled where the guy know, comes to visit New Zealand and he's like, you can't film this like actually we legally could. No, but that's <laughs> very funny. See, I didn't finish it. I got like two thirds full and I'm such a ticklish person that it started to make me so squeamish. You like, was triggered like, by the tickling? Yeah, yeah. That's the part of tickled that triggered you? I know that it gets worse, but I stopped it right before it got worse. So this is my favorite love story of all of the stories of love, actually. And Bill Nye is the best. Yeah. Now, we're going to call out the elephant in the room because everyone calm the fuck down. We understand that the people in this movie aren't ideal human beings. We know yeah. that Hugh Grant is a prime minister who takes advantage of, I want to say, his assistant. <laughs> yes. Not even his assistant. Like someone who just works in the parliament. She's like an intern. She's like and a Monica Lewinsky stand-in. Legitimately, she looks like Monica Lewinsky, <laughs> yeah. too. Okay. Well, no, that was a part of it. Colin Firth. The, Colin like, Firth. We, I love the idea of they're pitching love stories. And it's like, you know what the biggest love story of them all is? <laughs> Bill Clinton. Okay. Yeah, because technically Hugh Grant is Tony Blair in this before everyone Jesus hated Tony Christ. Blair. <laughs> and, and there this, is this a... This movie's insane. There is a George W. Bush, um, like, what's the word? Like, pseudonym? Or not pseudonym? Like a George W. Bush... Avatar? Uh, analog? Analog, analog, like, analog so, yeah. and it's it's Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. What? Um, I love this movie look, now. This okay. is insane. We're going to put it out there. Yeah, Colin Firth falls in love with, I want to say, a 21-year-old Portuguese woman who he does not speak the language of, uh-huh. but he just decides that she's, like, the one for him. And he no, got... He got the, it is the language of love. Yeah. So... Uh, in the director's commentary, they spend the entire time going, um, like... Hugh Grant and the director, they're oh, just watching, like, isn't he dreamy? <laughs> Colin Firth, he's just, he's just so dreamy. All he has to do is stand there. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, when this movie came out, I think I was 14 or 15, and I would say that it was too much for my hormonal heart to take to have a movie with every hot British man that I've ever thought of. Like, Hugh Grant is my, uh, he's, I know I say this a lot, because I love every actor that we watch on movies, but uh, he's my, I love that man so much, he's so charming. Mm. But anyways, listen, we know 
that these men are deplorable. We understand. And that the love stories are all about power imbalances. (laughs) (laughs) But is there some way to, like, I ignore it. I don't know. Like, it doesn't bug me. Does it bug you? No, because obviously (laughs) it it, it exists within the frame of a fiction. And, like, you identify with pretty much everyone in the film. Like, they do a, a good job of getting you on side. You're definitely on everyone's side, except I will say we'll, we'll get to the best friend. The best friend with Keira Knightley, the famous thing. Okay, we'll wait. Oh, I, the, I, the, I was, the, I was the actually going to say Sorry, the Alan the Rickman issue. But oh, yes, Alan Rickman you can't get on board. But that's not so... He's supposed to be a bit of yeah. a villain. Um, this, this one is my least favorite story, like times a million. But I like his ending. <laughs> So the, the story I'm talking about is like the, the odd British man who um, who's obsessed with going to America because he thinks that American girls are better than British girls. But you know what's ironic? Uh, okay, this is a study that apparently Dak Shepard <laughs> talks about all the time on his podcast where um, there was an influx of British pregnancies when Americans went to the UK during World War II. Mm-hmm. And the theory is, is that British women are sexually assertive and then American men are sexually assertive and the two of them together, there was no brake pedals. <laughs> like it was like they'd meet and they'd fuck is apparently the thing. So it's just ironic that the British guy wants to go to America because a lot of the women would be quite uh, stereotypically more uh, not down to fuck. <laughs> I think I think he, like he, he sees it as like his accent advantage. Like that he's going right. to sound like a prince to them. And you know what? Every time I'm on Tinder <laughs> and I see that the person will be like, just got here from Ireland or just got here from UK, I'll like look at the pictures again and then be like, yeah, I can deal with that. And then I'll you gotta, like, you have to put the like accent filter yeah, on. Yeah, I look at it and be like, what? I like, I like that everyone assumes British people are smart when like in the last 20 years, all we have is examples of British people being the absolute dumbest people on the planet mm-hmm. of like Brexit, of like the last election, of like... Uh, like it's brutal anytime you see a live football game, <laughs> like you know what that's called football white supremacy. <laughs> that's called dominance. The British have, I don't know. I don't think they're smarter. I think that no, I grew they, up they, in they, a time they where have an accent. We're all like yes. <laughs> well, if you think well, about it, like the, the the like generations and generations of power invested in that accent. Of course, it sounds sexy. So For what me, you're saying is that this movie is very romantic. And you're, you're you're invested into this power dynamic. Is it just like you're invested in having someone have power over you, and like that is partially romance? Because that because those are two similar no, thoughts. I mean, I'm, yes, I'm drawing lines that aren't quite there. Then but. No, but you're not wrong because the power structure is built in. You yeah. got Alan Rickman's boss, uh-huh. like a literal boss. Yeah. Hugh Grant is the prime minister. Colin Firth is the boss of the Portuguese woman. Mm-hmm. So I think Richard Curtis might think that. Yeah, I. But you know what? It's all—all all of those things are true. But it's also about having a dynamic where you don't think love would exist and and blossom and flourish, and then it does, right? And it surprises you. And the which yes. I think was his angle, but he, maybe he was a little bit blinded by that. Also, it's the early two thousands, and we were confused around that time Mm -hmm. we thought we had finished racism and we thought that like sexism doesn't exist anymore i'm like like yeah 
like we were women were free and no one was racist anymore in the early 2000s according to the white men that still wrote the narrative mm-hmm. oh, do you see who that woman was that's the the um, cousin matthew's mom from downton abbey just in a small bit part oh, this movie's the best alex do you love it i mean we've watched like the the opening <laughs> credits has just finished and all we've described is the things that are crazy or dumb <laughs> about this movie. So what you just missed, though, is that she made a very charming impression on Hugh Grant. She kept a swearing. A charming impression. <laughs> Look, and it's Chidwell Ijefor before Kinky Boots. Yeah. And Kira Knightley. Before Kinky I, Boots I love as well. how he did Kinky Boots, and he's just like so fantabulous. And then everything he did since was like action hero martial arts and and things like that. Interesting. You know, I've never seen Kinky Boots, though. No? I think I gotta see it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Laura Linney's... Oh, Alex, I'm, I can't believe you even watched this. I'm already bored. No, don't be bored. <laughs> Something magical's about to happen. Here's the deal. The last movie that we did on this podcast, no disrespect, the man who came and sh- forced us to watch it, lovely person. <laughs> forced you? Because we, you know, you I mean, got you, to you, choose, you right? currently are forcing me to watch this. Nah, one. nah, you're <laughs> enabling me. I was gonna watch this anyways. <laughs> um, he made us watch Star Trek, and I thought I was going to die. Which which we were one? Fun though. Wrath of Khan. Okay, it's an acquired taste. Are you a Star Trek person? I love Next Gen. I do. Is that Patrick Stewart? Yes. yes. Is that a movie? We talked about this. It was a TV show. It's a, it's TV, a TV show. show. Okay, okay. I'm not. I'm not a sci-fi person or like a fantasy, even mm-hmm. though fantasy I know is a different genre. I am whatever this bullshit is. <laughs> like, I am romantic comedy or like drama, mm-hmm. like real actors acting so hard or then very stupid comedy. Okay, so this is a surprise for them, right? Mm-hmm. But who gave them the surprise? You'll find out, Alex. There's a twist I don't need to have explained. Also, it's important to understand that this was the first of its kind of these types of movies that showed a bunch of different stories and like, you were like, how did they intertwine? That's not the first of its kind. There's <laughs> Rashomon. There's like... I Yeah, I feel, I feel like the anthology film is very, very hard to do and so it rarely becomes a hit. But they do... They've existed for a long time. Yeah. And lots of people attempt them. With romantic comedies? Um, yeah, I mean... Because then after this, we got New Year's Day, Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. What's the other Arbor one? Arbor Day. But like, if you, if you, I'm going to get very film Please do. geeky. If you look at like something like a, a, any French New Wave film where there's a whole bunch of little narratives yeah. with like characters that don't go anywhere and don't contribute yes. to the plot advancing, yes. it, it's similar. Actually, Spanish cinema is like that as well. Mm. Like That's what I like so much about like Pedro Almodovar films is like someone will be walking down the street and then they'll pass by someone. They'll be like, that woman that morning was going to kill herself, but that ha- chance encounter has stopped her <laughs> because of blah, blah, blah. And then they'll go into her life for a second and it zooms back. Yeah. Alex, do you think if you went to the UK, you would get a girlfriend instantly because of I your currently Canadian? currently have a girlfriend. I'm just saying, if you <laughs> were in the world of this movie. I have a question. When you went to the last time you were in the UK, were you like, I want to date everybody in this Yes. Movie? So when I was in the UK, <laughs> I was only there for five days. But I kept, I felt very strongly that every time I went out at nighttime, that if I didn't try to hit on someone, it was a missed opportunity. But I was overwhelmed and also sharing a twin bed with my friend. So <laughs> I didn't know that just, part. Here's the deal. 
all of this sexual Actually, energy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you something. People who have sex on vacation, that isn't like an all-inclusive where mm-hmm. people basically are, like, because that's the only time I've ever had sex on vacation is an all-inclusive. Do you bring them to your, like, your hotel room? Or, like, do you go, they're a stranger to you in a place that you don't know well. I don't know if there was boobies in this movie. Oh, yeah. But oh. in the, in the uh, version they show on TV, this entire storyline is taken out. Of course. Really? Yeah. You know yeah. what? Because they're. Because they just, they're simulating porn scenes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're stand-ins for porn actors. Yeah. Because it's a really high-budget porn film that they would have. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Imagine like just like the most like amateur whatever. They still have a stand-in to light the webcam correctly. Mm -hmm. But I think Mm -hmm. about this porn movie that they're making, and it's in such a beautiful building. Yeah. Like who's that porn for? You know what? Imagine you're you're you're, you're watching a porn and you're just like, damn that decor. Yeah. Production design on this. So the best, so I watched the special features when I was like a teen. And I would do it today if DVD still existed. And they were like, Richard Curtis needed to give the sound guy or the music person, whatever, a list of his songs. And he was so overwhelmed that he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to look at my CD case and just go through my things and see and see off the top of my head. Look and at my CD case. My CD <laughs> area. Yeah. No, no, I, no, 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 what you mean? It's just like, it's very, it's a very time and place to have a tower of CDs. Yes, yes. Now listen to this. Read all the names on the Love Actually soundtrack. It's a lot of A's, a lot of B's. It's Beach Boys. It's, he doesn't get further than like letter L. It's very funny. Like just every song you hear, and it was like a big soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah, but it's like it's very funny how it's it, he clearly the well, alphabetical. We started with the Beatles. We started with the Beatles. We started with Bay City Rollers. Then we do Beach Boys, which is God only knows. <laughs> like it's actually hilarious. What what a what a high budget movie that he can just hit these like huge soundtracks. Like <laughs> God, I'm, I'm, I have no time to search for music, uh, but we can get the licenses. No worries. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no worries. Uh, Beatles, Beach Boys, who cares? <laughs> so Richard Curtis gets in trouble eh, because he presents a very made up version of London of like the upper class, making it seem like there are these like fumbly, like everyday people. I mean, there was that like a lot of a lot of New York TV and movies is pretty upper class. A hundred percent. So it's an aspirational fantasy film. Like the best is Notting Hill because if you go to Notting Hill, it's for billionaires. Mm-hmm. And then in that movie, it's like, "Hi, my name's Will, and I I own a bookshop, and I barely make. It's a travel bookshop. I barely make any money. Let me go to my my fucking townhouse in Notting Hill that ha- that is backed onto like a huge park." Anyways, Notting Hill is my favorite the, part of London. The next thing you're going to tell me is that the wardrobes from Sex and the City are not uh, <laughs> realistic for writers. But people are mad. They get mad. Yeah. Also, do I understand? See, this is the problem with the love actually and the whole the power thing. And like, it is a problem. And we do have to address it. And we have to redefine what this all means. Mm-hmm. But is it sexy to have an affair with your boss? I think, yeah, maybe yes. <laughs> it's problematic, but it's also hot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the reason that, like, there is, like, a lot of, like, discourse over, like, the love actually think pieces is that 
there's a whole cottage industry of people who make 500 bucks an article to do a think piece on like this thing's actually bad. People and are making 500 why. bucks an article. I only make fucking 50 bucks an article. Where should I be writing? That's really low for like what is these like 10,000 word. Oh, I'm not writing like, 10,000 words. And, and like, like, like all those like big long things where it's like, here's why friends sucks. And, you yeah, know, yeah. And it's like you're making like garbage, not garbage money, you're not, you're not making huge dollars. And uh, there's so many things where it's like, let me apply my humanities degree to this. Yes. And then it's like, that's why it's bad. You shouldn't watch it. And it's like, that's not true either. But <laughs> but there's a whole like cottage industry of that. And that mm. love actually is the movie that was made for the people who are also supporting that cottage industry. Mm. So it is the, probably the first time a lot of them are having something they love attacked but there is a, from, there is a, from that from that degree. For like, people mm-hmm. attack love actually from many angles. Yeah. But if you if you look at the film in a in a kind of moralistic way, like the bad yeah. people do get punished and the the powerful people who are abusing their power, they only get to have their happy ending when they lower themselves that's, a little bit. That's mm-hmm. actually the huge thing is also the women that are that are falling in love with these men. I, I, I mean, like, yes, at its core, if the prime minister hits on you, there might be a chance that you're not going to have a chance to be like, I don't know how I actually feel. <laughs> but in the reality of this movie, mm-hmm. she likes him and she... Yeah, but the whole point is... You know, like I teach improv and a lot of improv teachers sleep with their students and it's gross and it's bad. And it's that thing of like, yeah, I could potentially, a student could potentially like me, but it's my job to not like that person back. Yeah, mm. there's so many power-hungry improv teachers <laughs> who are just abusing. Oh no, you, you make you're that joke, a but, joke you're but it's red. like huge. And when Me Too yeah. came out, it fucking leveled like the New York scene. Yeah, yeah. Like destroyed, and like a lot of women that were on their path of making careers, like, got fucked up. So and, like, you, you can say yes, and but not yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, and. here's the thing. Lee. We're making a lot of jokes here, but I gotta come back at you. All right, I'm being, I'm being bad. I'm no, sorry. you're not being bad. It's that, that's like literally a whole thing that I teach where I have to explain yes, and is different than consent. And it mm. takes so long for yes. students to understand. No, you, you, you never teach a level one improv class, which, thank God I stopped doing that. Because uh, it's just you being like, okay, Mm. Yes, and and consent are very different. And you have to stop it because some old guy is just like, "Well, I was yes anding." Yeah, like no, that's no yes anding doesn't somehow mean you grab her by the waist. Yeah. <laughs> You're all strangers still. Yeah, it's and you know what I always tell the, the early level students is I always go like, "Yeah, I'm sure you have great ideas. I'm sure you have a lot of interesting political opinions." But you guys are so new that literally no one wants to hear them. (laughs) So just think about that. Sit on it. Wait a year. And then come back and see if anyone cares for what you have to say. I know that's probably not the most teacherly thing. That's the worst. Well, I mean, the, like the, the what unlovely students talk about fucking Trump. Sorry, go on. No, just like the core of that has to be. Are you using it as an excuse to to do something that you wouldn't get to do in the real world, or? you know, within the reality of that scene, is it something funny that the, I, that the other person sees the game you're playing and uh, hops on board? I would, I would say that in the in the level one, that question isn't even no. asked. No. In, 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 in a way that's like, it could be either or. It's like the level of like, you can watch me like, you, you, 
You said pineapple because someone said yellow. Like it's like it's it's like that level of like just okay. like it's like random information just firing off. Your goal, it's your just goal, and a lone sign out. Yeah, like, yeah. Your 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 goal of level one improv is like, can you stand and talk confidently and clearly? Okay. Yes, and also like, are you able to not uh, feel so embarrassed that you don't like curl into yourself and yeah. die? Like uh, the first, then the the first level is basically like exposure therapy. It's just yes, yes. And okay. so a lot of people also yes. sign up to it just being like, I need to learn to talk to people in group settings. This is my goal. Oh, gotcha. Do you like, s- you study acting? Uh, no, no, uh, eh? <laughs> no, I um. I mean, I was an art school kid uh, growing up, but um, I ended up studying sociology when I went to university, and I work in a totally different field. Um, oh. And just like f- about four or five years ago, I got back into it and kind of finally found my place in the Toronto scene, which was oh, nice. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, we study long time. <laughs> we study forever. Like I studied theater in Humber, and then I've been doing improv since I was like fourteen. Ah, uh, gotcha. So yeah, the, the improv world in Toronto is like very, very strong. Like I, it's rare that I get to do any comedic acting because the comedy world in in um, Toronto is just sort of so closed. Yeah, like it all comes up through like Bad Dog or yeah, Second City. It's true, and also. Oh, I, I like appreciate that. Full. Stay off our turf. It's yes. <laughs> studying oh, for that, years. I thought that shadow was his dick. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they're doing. No one told me Love Actually has full penetration in it. Yeah, it's uh, really hard to take, but sexually. Well, it's Love right? Actually, yeah. right? Okay, so here's the dealio with Laura Linney's character. She's in love with her coworker. This isn't on the board. Like her, out of all the parts, hers is the most like least politically incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but she keeps every time she keeps getting these phone calls, and you're like, "Who's calling her?" You'll find out. I never understood why she couldn't have a happier ending. So that's another criticism of the movie uh-huh. is like they punish the only truly morally like nice good person in the film. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like. I mean, oh. as I know, I watch movies like sport and being like, <laughs> the, the moral people deserve the goals. Maybe because that's a true story that he heard. Because I always wonder about like writing something like this. I'm sure some aspects of the stories have, are based in some sort of reality and maybe that he heard a story about this girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, can we be frank? Sometimes when you have crushes on people that you work with, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And that's more realistic than it working out. <laughs> Anyways, I have a crush on someone that I work now. I don't. I was going to say it was leave and made her feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry, Lee. This is how this works. Uh, wait, we're on a podcast together that makes us co work? Yeah, you're my okay. peer now. <laughs> okay. I remember um, I watched this movie with a friend who was a guy. And I said, out of all the women in the movie, who did you think was the cutest? And I was expecting him to say her, because I think she's actually very cute. But I'll show you who he says. It's a real left turn of the Is it the woman who's nude most of the movie? No. It's his aide. <laughs> You'll see. Oh, yeah. She has the smallest role. She's not a romantic interest. And she's just kind of mean to her. And he's like, oof. The woman that plays his aide. <laughs> Mama just- Mia. Guys, I have a question that has nothing to do with the movie. Why does Facebook Marketplace keep trying to tell me that I can buy AirPods there for $80? 
Should I trust that? No, it's the new like scam mm, thing. It's a scam thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, I want them so badly though. <laughs> <laughs> you just want expensive things. Yeah, for eighty dollars. I I imagine like now that they've been out for a while, there's probably a down market version that's yeah, there's a few. not too bad. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Doesn't Adele have like this ones podcast like brought to you by, <laughs> by AirPods. <Yeah. laughs> We're calling them AirBuds because that's what I always want to call them. AirBuds. <laughs> just they're like furry and golden. Yeah, just two tiny little golden retriever heads <laughs> on either side of your ears. Look at these. The sweater game in this movie is unstoppable. My roommate has a picture that says that says Turts actually, and it's just all the characters when they wear turtlenecks in the movie, mm-hmm. in like a compilation. I see. Now I'm gonna keep an eye out. You gotta look. They always wear. I, if they're not wearing turtlenecks, they're wearing something that has the ability to be a turtleneck. <laughs> you see, if you zip that up, it would become a turtleneck. Apparently, Bill Nye didn't realize he had auditioned for this. Like, he was just friends with the casting director. He came in and he helped reading with stuff, and then he was offered the role. So he was never even aware he had auditioned. Is he not very, very famous before this movie in the UK? Well, yeah, that's why he he was brought in by the casting director to just help, like, read the script, like, workshop it. Right. But that ended up being his audition. Yeah. Alex, do you love it now? No. Why? <laughs> but there's, look, there's nipples wearing hats. There's so <laughs> That's your selling point. <laughs> I feel like this guy, though he's very successful, he's on The Walking Dead. He's mm. like a successful actor. Yeah. I feel like when this movie came out, I was like, oh, this is the next Hugh Grant. Like, they're propositioning him to be that thing, but. Mm-hmm. No, he's not a very good actor. Is he not good? Everything, everything I see him in, I was just like, dear. God. But in The Walking Dead, he bites out someone's throat. He's so primal. (laughs) (laughs) If that's what takes me a good actor, though. Doing all the killing. He doesn't get a lot to do in this movie. He has one job, and he does it for probably 10 minutes if you were to add everything up. Do you know how old Keira Knightley was during this movie? Was she a teenager? Yes. She was 17. Can you believe? She does not look 17. No, her career, like, it, it, it happened so fast. Like, she was in Bend It Like Becca. Oh, she was so And then she was in everything. Yeah. She does look 17. <laughs> you said she does not look 17. No, she looks a hard, a hard teen. Like, her face is the wrong shape to be an adult. <laughs> she got that teen shape. She does have that teen shape. I love Alan Rickman. Ah. Uh. Did I tell you? Yeah. So a friend of mine. You told me. Yeah. He's also on podcast. Have I said this before? A friend of mine's brother passed away. It was very sad in high school. But Alan Rickman was his godfather. So he he spoke at the funeral. And it was the most beautiful eulogy. Mm. And it was just the craziest way to ever meet Alan Rickman at a funeral. And he just kind of kept staring at him being like, this doesn't feel real. And he just shed this beautiful thing. And then at the end, he said like a Hamlet quote, like may flights of angels take thee to thy rest or whatever. And it was like, yeah, he's a good man. It's really sad that he died when he did. Mm. Also, this is the privilege of being a European person is that like you can be like, oh, I got to get away from my cheating wife. I'll just go to my house in Portugal. You don't have a house in Portugal? No, I have this house, but it's not mine. You can come to my villa also, anytime. Like, also, I like you're like, Europeans just have a house in Portugal as if, like, 
as if like tons of people you know just don't have like houses and like like parents have like cottages in other places. Yeah, but is having a cottage in Muskoka is not having like a place in like the south of France. That's true. Yeah. It's just not. <laughs> it's no disrespect. No disrespect. Sipping a Corona is very different. Than yeah. Yeah. You know what? I gotta listen to the director's commentary because Colin Firth is ridiculously dreamy. But here's some hot gossip about him. He just got divorced this week, or he's separated from his wife. But do you want to hear? On the market, ladies. He's on the market, but this has been a long time coming because there was big gossip about him like two years ago. Basically, what happened was the wife was cheating on him real intensely. And when she tried to break it up, the guy she was cheating on him with started to stalk her. So she had to get a restraining order and then she had to come clean Mm. to be like, I was cheating on you. The guy is stalking me now. I can't tell. I can't remember if this is a story you told on this podcast before or if you just tell me the story every time someone brings up Colin Firth. find it fascinating. Because <laughs> imagine if that's how you find out an affair. <laughs> Listen, lock the doors. <laughs> I've been having an affair. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's like... Okay, there's someone stalking me. Uh, he says that we had an affair. We totally didn't. He's a crazy person. She could have gone that direction. For only so long. Because it's crazy enough to stalk you. But if you're trying to, I don't know. I feel like if you're in the court of law and you're trying to like get a restraining order, yeah. don't you have to kind of tell the truth? I, I mean, he he imagines that we had a weekend trip together. We did not. That's a lot to put on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. He keeps. <laughs> yes, he does have some of my clothes at his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't look at my text messages because they seem inviting, but. <laughs> Also, my second toothbrush is just regular missing. <laughs> <laughs> I call mine a purse brush. Lives in my purse. Well, Billy Bob has arrived. Yeah, this is our George W. Bush composite with Bill Clinton. He's <laughs> if George W. Bush and Bill Clinton had a baby. <laughs> and that baby is America. I like the idea that at some point in the closed doors, the Tony Blair character is like, there's this aide I love, and then him as the Bill Clinton is like, well, <laughs> there's a lot of options. You're, okay, watch. <laughs> is that what happens? Well, no, something much worse. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, there's this aide I love. It's like, oh, that one? Oops. <laughs> um, Billy Bob Thornton, so Hugh Grant just said that Billy Bob Thornton was sickening, I can't say the word, sickeningly? <laughs> sickeningly handsome. Mm-hmm. I just don't have... To, I can't... I just can't agree with that. Oh, look at that smolder that is Billy Bob I, Thornton. I just... I can't agree. I mean, look, it worked for Angelina Jolie. It really did. So, but then she also dated her brother. Just date him! <laughs> they, they just kissed on the she, mouth! She, oh, yeah. As, br- as brother and sister want to do, they love to kiss on the mouth. Sometimes you gotta kiss your brother on the mouth. Right, Rossi? She turns up. Whose blood did she wear? His Billy blood. Bob Thornton. Okay. Look, we're not gonna lie. Billy Bob Billy Bob, Billy Bob Thornton blood. must have had sex with Angelina Jolie to the point where her brain didn't work good no more. Because there's just no way that they were both so into each other that much if it wasn't a sexual thing. Right? Yeah. 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 I, they're each the best they ever had. I think she might have done a lot of drugs in the early 2000s as well. Oh. So, What kind of drugs? See, I'm so naive about this stuff. We think she's doing like coke and stuff that gets you all so. I, think, I think I vaguely remember her picking up a coke habit from playing Gia. 
Yeah, she also fucking... At least she didn't get pick up a heroin addict. Mm. But, oh, um, my God. Is this the joke? <laughs> that he leaves the room for 20 seconds. And he already sexually assaults her. And he does... Hugh Grant does nothing. This is actually the biggest criticism of the movie. And you know what? Right, right, rightfully so. And guess what his reaction is to this? What do you think Hugh Grant... What's the worst reaction Hugh Just Grant like could have? Just, like, high fives. Okay, okay. No, like like work-wise, what would be the worst reaction you could have to seeing something like that happen? Partner them up together? No, he demotes her. Oh. Yeah. Okay, it's slightly more problematic than <laughs> yeah, I yeah. remember <laughs> It's not good. Because <laughs> he's uncomfortable. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. You know, I don't understand why I'm so attracted to Hugh Grant. But I'm so attracted to Hugh Grant. Mm. I think it's just he looks like very surprised and <laughs> confused because his eyes kind of splay out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hugh Grant always looks like like you're like you're doing charades at him, and you, he has no clue. Like yeah. he ran <laughs> <laughs> This girl. This is the one that my friend likes. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty. She's not not pretty. Just out of all the women in the movie, I'm just surprised that that's the one that he chose. Mm. She's he's, not in it. Hugh Grant always looks like he's opened the door and there's a pizza guy like offering him pizza that he didn't remember ordering. <laughs> oh, yes. Like it's like he's like he's like pleasantly oh, surprised. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, great, great, great. He also kind of looks like Seth Meyers, or Seth Meyers kind of looks like him. Yeah. He's British Seth Meyers. Yeah, that's why I like them both. Okay. Oh, well, oh, good to meet you. Uh, Colin Firth just, it, like, the, there was an entire chunk of his career where he just played Mr. Darcy. Yes. And there's an entire chunk of Hugh Grant's career where he's just played the same floppy-haired 90s sweetheart. Well, what did he... Yeah, you're a little monkey. Like, him in, in Four Weddings and a Funeral and him in Notting Hill and him in this are very much... Yes, well, that's because Richard Curtis is writing him in the same way that, like, Meg Ryan is the same in, like, Sleepless in mm-hmm. Seattle and You Got Me. Like, he, he he's being asked to perform in a certain way. Yeah. I mean, Colin Firth plays Mr. Darcy in Bridget Jones's Diary after he played Mr. Darcy in Private Yeah, Benedict. like, literally, his name is Darcy. Yeah. That was great, though. Yeah. Hey, if you got a hit... Do it. What do you think this dog wants with, with its tail stuck up so straight? <laughs> I guess you noticed. <laughs> I just want to show you a little bit of asshole. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen anything like that. Hugh Grant always lo- looks like he's like being serenaded by a mariachi band. Really <laughs> Isn't that a restaurant? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I don't want this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I didn't ask Which for this. He's, such a, he's the perfect foil for... Um, Rowan Atkinson, a little bit later on. This is my favorite scene of this whole movie. Okay, I just read an article on this particular uh, scene, which is like, boy, we've run out of stuff to write about. But this is 7 a.m., and Hugh Grant said it was so uncomfortable, and they wouldn't let him drink. And he was very upset about it. Because he didn't... He was like a drunk? He wanted to be drunk to dance. Because he just dances because he like... Did something good for the country. Jesus. I hate this movie now. I love it. (laughs) 
This is so like Richard Curtis Britishness. Like, look at this very uptight man really cutting loose. Over this someone who is also very attractive to me and thousands of millions of other women. But I also don't understand what I'm attracted to. Like, there are some faces I look at, like a Jude Law. You and just I go, like British people. No, you know what <laughs> it is? No, there's like a through Let line between all. Let me explain continually. <laughs> With this one, it's like he's so emotionally unavailable that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she cut to the core of me. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, when he finally does express emotion, you're like, oh, it's so real. You just summarized everything BT says about for the last, like, 50 talk. episodes of our podcast. I don't want to talk about it. We haven't even done 50 episodes. I, I was trying We're to figure out why people are so in love with um, Benedict Cumberbatch. That I don't get. He's not for me. And I've he's seen... He's the wrong part of Britain. He's, his eyes are on either side of his head like a majestic woodland so creature. I watched Sherlock because of Andrew Scott, and I wanted to see him. And... Um, I go, this is the thing that's made people go, that guy's sexy. Mm-hmm. But with him, I think it's because he's like incredibly brilliant, but um, I- I- emotionally undeveloped. It's like, if he hurts you, he didn't mean to. I don't want to hear you it's terrible. cut through me any further. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I love this. You are reading You're me the to best pieces. guest we've ever had. <laughs> reading me to pieces. <laughs> you just shredded Vita. You don't even realize it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, she has a lower back tattoo. Yeah, she got a real tramp stamp there. All right. <laughs> Look at that thick turtleneck. Um, see, but with, with Sherlock's character... I I feel that that that's a little bit too removed. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't seem like he even has sexuality to him. Yeah. Whereas, like, give me a. Mean, but imagine he tried to fuck you. I honestly, well, okay. My introduction to Benedict Cumberbatch was Atonement, where he's mm-hmm. literally a pedophile, and oh, I yeah. kind of let it color you. Yeah, yeah, it kind of. But Andrew Scott, though. Oof. Him and Fleabag. Oof. Oh. Oh my God. Yikes. Yeah, I still understand that one. He's my number what? one. Really? How could you not? We've went through this. Yeah, you don't I, think he's attractive at all. I feel like he's fine. I feel like even straight men are in love with him. He's so special. But Alex is bi and he's not moving. It doesn't even wiggle. <laughs> it, 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 I, I, I don't think he's not not attractive. I'm just like, the response has been absurd to me. No, I, he's all kinds of magic. I'm, I'm, I, I, it, it made me. me feel things that I haven't felt in years. I... This like, <laughs> The confession scene in Fleabag, I had to pause it because the tension was so intense. I was like, oh my it was God. too much. I, okay, it's too much. In the middle of season, in, of episode. You've all never done that? Yeah. Sorry? You've all never had tension exist in your life? Okay. You've never gotten middle? a real horny situation going on? <laughs> in the middle it, of. It, it, that's what, okay, here's, here's what it is. I think people I are tipping their that, hand with the, with the Andrew Scott's thing. It's just like, because the there's people I know who are just like, he's the hottest man alive, and they go with the confession scene, which is like, hot. I'm not going to say it's not hot. So the confession but, scene didn't do for me, but continue, continue. Uh, uh, but my, my point is, I feel it's people tipping their hand of being like, uh, yeah, like when I fuck, it is a, we kiss, and then uh, I only ever fucked is like, we kiss, make it out of bed, and then all of a sudden we're fucking. Kalenko. There's no like middle ground Kalenko. to it. how dare you I know accuse you, me of that. <laughs> your, your sexuality is a insane, how dare an you? insane I use, stopped I clock use every, where it's right twice a day at random times. I use every color of the rainbow when it comes to... <laughs> And how dare you disrespect Lee and most women in this world? <laughs> I think that's probably true. No. 
Lee got she got rats of bits. <laughs> Maybe I just have a thing for priests. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. So the part of the confession scene that did it for me was when she, she comes in it. and she goes, oh, "Sorry, Father," and then he says. Don't, oh, what the fuck does he say? I want to get it right. He says, don't call me father like it doesn't turn you on just to say it. And that made me go like, ah, ah. Like, that was it. That was the, like, I couldn't get over that part. I couldn't even watch the rest of the episode. I had to take a pause. Because yeah. I, I don't know what it was about the way that he said it. And like, it was too tense yeah. and everything was. And then I realized that it was the second last episode. and I, Or third last episode. And I couldn't handle that I'd. That it, all of a sudden it was like one in the afternoon and I was like, where did the day go? <laughs> yeah. See? Do you see how even this sweater, this sweater could be a turtleneck? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, Lee, if we're pressuring you into talking about sexuality yeah, and you yeah, don't want to, we also, we also edit please stuff out. tap out. <laughs> we, we, we edit this whole thing down. You might have noticed the long parts of silence. Yeah, as we sometimes watch the you movie. just have to watch the movie. You know what? Like... Um, I have kissed a boy before. <laughs> so. yes, yes. Um, we did not you, run you, down explaining how this podcast yeah, yeah, even we, worked. We, we, did a, we, we got caught up in the tech and got a little, maybe a little, uh, uh, put you to the wolves a bit. No, it's all good. <laughs> Well, we really the grade the situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any 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 movie we watch. It explicably becomes about a sexual okay. power. I have to fight back as to what you said about the confession thing about people not having sex, enjoying that. Okay. Okay. Here's the deal. It's a it's half opinion that, I made. It's okay. Listen, there may be a part of it that might that might be true for some people. Let's okay. say some yeah, and like obviously people are more into romantic comedies or more romantic dramas when maybe they are lacking that in their life. 100. percent That's why like soap operas exist and blah blah, mm-hmm. blah and romance novels, mm-hmm. but. What I enjoyed about Fleabag and what I enjoy about like this movie too, which does make me feel romantic, is as someone who watches a lot of romance stuff, ninety nine percent of it doesn't make me feel anything. Mm-hmm. So when it has the ability to watch Fleabag and you feel their chemistry immediately and it's it's good, you just you you have to revel in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's too exciting and too yeah. wonderful. It's not that I am bad at sex. No, 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 no. Okay, no. Uh, I don't, and I don't think what I, I don't think it's bad sex. I don't think it was a bad thing that I said. It's like it delivered something. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I don't, th- I don't think it makes you a bad person or bad at sex or or not sexually experienced or any of that. I think it's like it delivers something that like, uh, uh, you're missing. I don't know. I, I, it's, oh, it's, not, it's, not, no, it's not the most thought out opinion I'm making. But that's a hundred percent because. Oh, I had a blue summer this year. Like I'd say, like I didn't yeah, date yeah, that much this summer. Sad. Shut up. <laughs> I'm I have hours it. of recording of you <laughs> saying the same thing. But like Fleabag came at a real solid time for me. Mm. Also, Alex, just so you know what's happening in the movie. Um, so she's now finding out that this guy who is her husband's best friend is super in love with her. And the video that she took professionally um, got all fucked up. And she's like, oh, I hear that you were taking video. Can I see some of it? And now she's realizing that as a creep. He just filmed her the whole he time. He just films her. In very That's very funny. Cinema- cinematography. No, not cinematography. It's just like headshots. Like just like get deep, the fuck out of everybody else. Deep zooms. Yeah. I'll tell you this much. If someone did this to me at a place where I didn't know people were filming me, I would not look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is actually kind of gross. 
Because she's like looking at being like, what the fuck? And he's just like, mm. yeah. he's got his fingers in his mouth while he's while watching. He's chewing his hand off because he wants, he's, he's pulling a Roxy, if you will, like <laughs> the way the dog scratches herself. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're in love with me. What would oh. you do in this situation? I feel so unsafe. I feel, I feel like it's probably like when a guy starts playing a song for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, just like pulls out an acoustic guitar. This is, the, this is like the hot, this is like the, the hi-fi equivalent of pulling a guitar and being like, this song is called Brown Eyes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in my life, I no man's... I about something very important to me. Yeah. <laughs> no man's ever written a song about me, but I have been watching a sketch show and watched a part of my life happen, not for you. I know, I know. And you've, do you done, you've done the same thing. Oh, well, I've done it to others. Yeah. But it's always not romantic. <laughs> it's always a big... Wait, someone... Did... Fuck you to the person. Greg did that? No, not Greg. Has Greg written a sketch about me? I don't think so. That's what I was surprised. <laughs> I don't think so. That's why I was no. like, no, it, it, Greg, all Greg's sketches are kind of about the Beach Boys. I mean, oh. am I a pun? Because then Greg wrote a sketch about me. Um, <laughs> no, no, it was this person, Charlie, who is now a woman. Oh. They transitioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was funny because he, he, the, at the time it was a he. And he uh, wrote this sketch and the person's name in it was Anastasia. And I was like, you couldn't even like kind of just change the name completely. Like Alessandra Anastasia. That's my Russian I'm name. Stand up for Greg for a second. Why? You, you make it fun of him for writing a sketch, but a pun. You've written Halloween. <laughs> yeah, but that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's that's one of my many sketches about puns. About puns. <laughs> I have Halloween, a horse bath, and uh, a cuckold. A cuckold. Horse bath was the one we could remember the other time. Horse bath. Yeah. So Lee. Alex and I are on a sketch trip together. Mm-hmm. And we're, because you're not there anymore. I said were. Did oh, I no, not no, say no. we were oh, in a sketch? He just transitioned. Sorry, yes, tell me about the, oh, no, the no, truth. No. Oh. And I've just, I wrote a trilogy of me misunderstanding words. Okay. And the best one I think, well, Halloween is the funniest one because I talk about the origin story about this god, pumpkin god being named Hallow and he needs to make his ween smaller. It was like a whole thing. Okay. But, um, <laughs> I liked cuckold because I really did think the word was cuckold. And when I thought about it, I thought of it like a chicken, yeah. like holding a chicken. But really, it's, it's cuckold. Like it's C-U-C-K-old. It has nothing to do with a chicken. I, I like horse bath because it was such a force. Horse bath is real, too. I know, horse, horse no, I know it's weird, but it's such a force sketch. What is that word standing in for? Horse okay, bath? so horse bath isn't a word. It's a it's a terrible saying where it's like a whore's bath. Like, I didn't get a chance to take a shower, so I took a whore's bath, which is like you just sprinkle yourself in the bathroom like or with like the perf- sink. I, 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 I was Wiping off with baby wipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But I was under the impression that it was a horse bath, like because horses can't lie down or something. So, like, okay. all horses don't... They can't take a bath. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back I, to the you movie. You know what? I feel it's, to, it's totally respectable to uh, base an entire sketch or an entire film around a pun. Uh, like, all of the Hallmark films are like that. <laughs> How dare like, you? Stop reading me to bits! <laughs> <laughs> they have this new one called The Night Before Christmas, and it's about... <laughs> have you seen this? Yeah, The yeah. Night Before Christmas. And you Christmas. know that the title was the first thing they yeah, thought of. <laughs> you know, like, Aliens, like the story of Aliens, where uh, James Cameron comes in, writes Alien on the board, puts an S after it, and then turns it into a dollar sign. And that's, like, his whole pitch for Aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the, I like the idea of, like, it's a Hallmark, and then it's, like the night before Christmas and then draws a K in front of night and the place goes like apeshit. Oh, 
It just reminds me of that 30 Rock joke where it's people, there's two writers, it's like a flashback, and they're like pitching a bunch of stuff, and then they go, I love that we can write so well on cocaine. I love it too. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then they scream, and then they flashback. <laughs> but all of the movies in 30 Rock are like fantastic. Oh, the rural a, jur? A, the rural jur or a bluffair to remember black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 30 Rock is so good. I gotta rewatch that. I was thinking the other day that I kind of want to rewatch um, Kimmy Schmidt because I feel like I want to know Titus again. Kimmy Kimmy Schmidt wasn't as good as Thirty Rock. No, no. it doesn't touch it. But oh, also, Kimmy Schmidt did. Here's where Kimmy Schmidt shine, and no one's gonna believe me when I say this, but John Hamm's stuff fucking glowed in Kimmy Schmidt. And yeah. that whole like fake the fake making a murder. Well, well, oh my god. Now? When did this happen? Because they're saying that he needs to, to learn romance from the greats, which is oh, Titanic. Okay. And funnily enough, this is a real full circle moment. The first movie episode. we ever watched was Titanic. For this the is the podcast. last episode of our podcast. No, 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 we have someone book. tomorrow. Yeah. My favorite Kelly Clarkson song. It was written for the movie. and uh, Is this titty scene in the, when they put it on TV? That one titty no, shot? No, no. No, there's no. There's, a, yeah, like it. Now, I would say 80% less titties in the uh, broadcast. Just 80, <laughs> not 100% less? Well, no, there's, there's still, there's the clothed titties. <laughs> oh, also, I don't know if you know what's going on with Alan Rickman, but he's married to Emma Thompson. And um, this is his, like, I don't know what he's her job is. He's being by the literal devil right now. Why is she wearing devil horns at a Christmas At a Christmas party? Because she's a freaking... Like, Imagine you want that kind of attention in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, listen, you can all have a crush on someone who's married or has a girlfriend. Like, Sometimes you can't help if you find someone attractive. Mm-hmm. But to actively pursue that person while the wife is at the party means that like, you are a scary human. I uh, uh, the, the devil horns remind me of this. I wrote into like two separate scripts. Uh, or the same script, but in two like, very different drafts of... Uh, uh, she sh- a woman shows up in a wedding dress to a regular function to prove something. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just, and th- just like, well, at least I'm not like as attention hungry as like Jessica. And then her in a full wedding dress comes in. <laughs> and it's like, hello. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Which I think is so funny, but everyone reading is like, what the fuck? Well, are you the trying thing to prove? is, Alex. You have to find the male equivalent of that because you you can't be a dude and write a woman in a wedding like a woman acting desperate like that. It's it, it's a a little tone deaf, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I thought, I still think it's funny. <laughs> Live your life. Imagine you're at a party and a woman walks in with a full wedding. Is the dress. male equivalent like buying a sports car? <laughs> like, a yeah. male equivalent is like having a penis enlargement. <laughs> Just. <laughs> What is, yeah, what, what, what's something that would... Like when you're really overconfident and you're like, yeah, no, um, there's nothing wrong downstairs, look at my Porsche. Oh, no, Don't a guy walking in with a watch that's the size of his forearm. Uh, okay, yeah. Men fucking love watches. Am I right, Alex? I hate watches. But there are, is a type yeah. of dude that loves a watch. Do you hate watches? I like watches. I don't like the dangly on my wrists. Gotta keep, mm. these, gotta keep these boys loose and free. Mm. And Laura Liddy's thing is that she's in love with someone, this guy, and he is actually legitimately the hottest guy in the movie. But he's an underwear model. Is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, at the time he was. I, I don't know now. Honestly? <laughs> I like that leap from underwear model to actor. It's, like a big, it's a pretty big leap. You'll get to see him in his underwear, and I remember the first time watching this movie and being like, what? Like, the priest from Fleabag? What? You do not get to see the priest from Fleabag's body in Fleabag, and that's a real bummer. <laughs> He's fit. 
I saw him in a play when I went to London. He took off everything, Alex. <laughs> they do that a lot. There's a lot of British plays that have, like, like, repertory style, like, important theater plays from the British canon where people get totally naked. Well, this was a Noel Coward play. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing that I love about it so much is that Andrew Scott is so gay that he was like, we must rewrite gender switches so his love interest in the, in the play was a man. Mm. And I was like, oh, I get it. I can't even pretend that you're straight in my like fantasies or whatever. And um, there was just a whole very sexy scene where they like got undressed in front of each other and I was like oh what a day this has been <laughs> I had to like actively remain present while watching that play because I was like just play cool man play cool don't like have your eyes roll in the back of your head now He just looks like he's cosplaying a normal person, but you can tell that he's like so hot (laughs) and so not a regular man. It's like a Clark Kent for like (laughs) sex Superman. Yeah, because when he takes off his shirt, it's unreal. Yeah. Ah, no. More kissing, please. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm a sexually assertive person. But I don't know how you don't make out with him in the car. Like, I don't know how you He's get... Driving. Safety first. Mm. <laughs> you see what happened to poor Colin Firth when he got kissed? He got into a car accident. That's true. Colin Firth would have been destroyed by me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just his version of love actually is a lot of doctor's appointment with a shattered pelvis. <laughs> It's me trying to have sex with him while he's driving, being like, please stop. <laughs> I don't want to die on the road. We make jokes, but I had a, I went away with Greg, and I kept doing stuff while he was driving, and then at one point he had to be like, you have to stop now. It's very dangerous. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I love so how this is it. her version of a messy room, and she has some like clothes on a bed. Yeah, oh like, God, like, the place is just a mess. I like yeah. the idea of like she like, he, like it's a place just a mess, and he's like looks like cuts to his bedroom. It's like just plates everywhere. <laughs> 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 clothing, clothing mess is yeah, and her bed is fully made. Yeah. Actually, recently I I had an unexpected person over, and uh, my room was not in tip top shape, and I made him wait outside for mm. like probably ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. His yeah, shirt yeah, has ready? teleported off of his body. He's. Let's all remember that he's in the UK and he has a caramel perfect color. I know that he is probably Brazilian, actually. Oh my God, look at his arms. He is, his torso is so long. It's impossibly long for a torso. Um, <laughs> the, fir- the first Oh my time. God, you're so hot. Your torso is so long. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a long torso. Like, just like a centipede-looking motherfucker. What else is long? <laughs> <laughs> also, Laura Linney wins. She gets to like make out with the hottest one mm-hmm. for the longest of the times because no one else gets a make out like this. I thought he was going to struggle with her shirt. Like It looked like it was setting that up. Oh, get ready. Have you ever wondered what Laura Linney looks like without a shirt? Because you get two today. Isn't that oh. so surprising? Yeah, I wouldn't th- picture Laura Linney to... I feel, I feel like in her contract, she's like n- never nudity. There's just so much nudity she in answers. this movie. Yeah, there's more nudity yeah. than I thought. I think because we keep thinking this movie is American, but it is technically European. You know what it is? I feel like it's most time, most people watch this on cable. And so all the nudity's cut out. Right. Um, 
but I, I thought I thought, I thought, I just, I thought I was struggle with her shirt. And the first time I hooked up with my girlfriend Mollison, it was like that really really cold winter, mm-hmm. and she had like five layers of clothes on that were all tucked into her underwear, and I kept <laughs> and I kept. Like moving one layer and be like, this is gonna be the bottom one, and then like putting my, I'm like, nope, okay, like what? <laughs> and then at some point she stopped me and she's like, we gotta start again. Like she's like, she's like, this is not, no, it's this like, is the most awkward and comfortable ever. You have to make them work for it, you know, <laughs> like make it a challenge. Well, I like now like, we, we've been dating for a while and now I know her and I know that it was strictly for warmth. Like there was no like she was like she was like he is not getting in and I do not care. He can figure it out. This is his problem. Hold on, I have to take a picture of the underwear model. Um but also <laughs> Yeah, you can oh, Laura Linney. I got Laura Linney. Um but also I don't want his face though. I want his body. Um Yeah, I always feel when people are removing my clothes uncomfortable as to like I don't know. Like, I always feel like it's not like other people's clothes or something, right? Well, no, there are sexy <laughs> pieces of clothing to take off, right? Yeah. Like, buttons you can use slowly and like, ooh. Yeah, okay. yeah. But, like, someone's pulling off your shirt and your hair is stuck. <laughs> I will yeah, say. Yeah, but there's, like, five layers, like, tucked <laughs> in. And there's always, like, the pause of, like, and now we both take off our pants. Like, now we yeah. both have to, like, finish taking off our yeah. pants. But I will say that once I hooked up with this guy... And I know how he did it. It was summer, so I was wearing like a bra and like a blousy, like white mm-hmm. T-shirt. But he took off my bra and my T-shirt at the same time, and I don't know how he did it. It was like a magic act. I'd be a little alarmed. Like, like how, how are you? That, how oh, how like are you that? that good at it? Yeah, it was like a. It was that a, was luck. That was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a. Guessed. It was a He's slinky little bra. It was a slinky little bra, but still, yeah, it was. And I just stood there for like two minutes, to be like, can we talk about what you just did? That was luck. That was just all luck. That was <laughs> he 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 just he went for it. So what's happening in this scene is they keep trying to have sex, but her brother, who is not mentally well, keeps calling. And she doesn't really explain it to him. She just lets it be hurtful and be like, "There's other things I have to think about." Yeah, it's true. She doesn't explain it to him. And it, like, I would like to think that he would be somewhat understanding. Oh, your 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 brother who's not mentally well needs you. Okay. I think so. I think she's not giving him any credit, and that's the whole problem. Yeah. She's not giving him any credit. You could easily explain to somebody that I have a someone who's like literally in a home. I mean, I wrote this a sketch like that of just like hooking up, and then someone gets in a car, cra- like gets a phone call that someone's in a car crash, and I just don't want to stop hooking up, <laughs> and I'm like full crying. <laughs> it's like you don't have to do this. No, oh no, otherwise the car wins. See, the thing about the, the guy says it to her. We we pass by it because we're talking through it um obviously uh but the brazilian the model watch a movie is this yeah, yeah yeah if you were expecting to enjoy yourself watching this movie um the, the brazilian model says to her he says if you answer that phone call will it change the situation and she says no but then she answers anyway and it's I like, like that that's fun writing fun rating Red, writing mm-hmm. oh right yeah, yeah it's it's good writing but it's just like thanks sometimes you're locked in a pattern and you just yeah. thanks for getting on this movie side Alex like <laughs> that, 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 that interaction Lee it's still full insanity we've been out here you've been burning us telling us that we're not good at sex that's not <laughs> first of all Lee shredded you Lee's first Lee's been reading me to pieces <laughs> telling me that I like sad men <laughs> the sadder the boat. I mean yeah <laughs> That's right, because we are every woman. No, not every woman. 
if, if we were just a, a if type women of woman. Loved sad men, I would I would not be able to go anywhere. I'd be chased like the Beatles in the sixties. Like look at him. He's, he's got so many feelings. As if I'm sorry, I can't I can't let Alex pass by. As if when you were single, you told me that you had an orbit of women around you. That was my fault. And I told you to never say that sentence to me again. <laughs> that was on stage too. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was really upsetting for me. <laughs> you can make jokes, Alex, but you're fine. You're doing fine. I got a girlfriend I love. They're really like depicting this woman as a total Jezebel. Yeah, yeah. If one dimensional, she's not even one dimensional. She's just like a drawing. You know that that might be why there's all these like think pieces about like how rough this movie is because because there's so many stories in it because it's like so like. Every story is like the trajectory of it. There's almost no curvature to yeah, it. Yeah. It's like it just fucking no, ABC. I, that yeah. like you, it's very easy to tear any character to shreds yeah. because any obstacle they're facing, they're not like learning and overcoming it. It's just like, oh, they are the yeah. character who does this. It's like this movie's more like a Rube Goldberg machine yeah. in a lot of senses. Well, Although the yeah. first time I saw it, I really, really thought he was going to wise up and I thought he was going to give the gift that he buys to his wife. Like, I Mm -hmm. was like, this is going to be a feel-good thing. This is going to be a moment he learns a lesson and his whole relationship is affirmed. But, I don't know, that surprised me. He ended up being just a gross loser. Yeah, men are bad. Um, (laughs) Trash was the really important trash. That's the whole thing, though, is that, like, because there are so many storylines... All of the characters, they don't need to be three-dimensional mm-hmm. because you, you get what you need from each storyline. Yes. And, and then, then it builds but, but, it. Point, it's like that makes it a lot easier to like write those think pieces that tear it to shreds because there isn't like a lot of other con- content to like subvert the context to like flesh out the character that you would have in other movies. I'm just always so surprised when think pieces like that come out about specific movies like this because I, Mindy Kaling said it so well. Is like romantic comedies need to have a romance genre in general needs to have a disclaimer ahead of it being like hey this isn't real life in the same way that you would watch a sci-fi movie and be like why is he floating in space like that you wouldn't do that in space so it's like but for some reason we come to these movies and we expect them to not only be real but for everybody to act in a certain way that is like a role model stand-up citizen and it's stupid because this is and the thing is, is like it's more fictitious than even something like a Lord of the Rings, and but then it's it's more harmful because mm-hmm. then you you model yourself after something that's very unrealistic. It's like if you were fucking like the way people fucking porn. If you have a romance, like a romantic comedy, you are a narcissist psychopath mm-hmm. who stalks people and doesn't take no for an answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. Um. You know, my, my dad is the worst. He never gives gifts, but he's maybe one of the worst gift givers. And I remember watching a Valentine's Day when I was a kid and watching him give my mom a thing of olive oil. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it That's was a pretty terrible gift. It was fancy I, olive oil. Look, you, I know you all are Italian. So, like, I think that's money. I don't know. It's like a gift card in Italy. In Italy. Um But uh, uh, you, shut like, up, Alex. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> that was a good joke. And you love it. <laughs> Uh, uh, you watch Marriage Story, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Marriage Story? Not yet. Mm, you should watch it. Right. It's good. Yeah. Uh, but at the very beginning where he's like, she gives great gifts. Uh, oh, she, she gives a trumpet, gives that, he a trumpet that he can't play? Yeah. Like, that's like the worst possible gift I could think of. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? 
being a stand-in for porn and having to that not... That can't be a job. You Having to put your face in some man's flaccid dick. <laughs> like, I can't. Also, this movie is way more sexually aggressive than I remember it. And also, like, at, and in turn, this podcast is more sexual than we've been in a long time. I bring that out in people. <laughs> yes. Well, Star Trek deadened me, and now I feel like I'm, I've come back to life. We, we, we had a run of, like, pretty unsexual movies. Do, yeah, Midnight Run was the most like yeah, limp. Midnight Run, and then before that, oh no, uh, no uh, yeah. Romeo and Michelle, which wasn't very sexy. And then The Witch. And The Witch, yeah. Yeah, we have not had sexy movies. That's why we're, I've been starving for it. Okay, so I googled, are there stand-ins for porn? Because I'm like, the mm. porn industry operates on a razor-thin budget. There's no way they're like putting money into stand-ins. It's just like a PA or something mm-hmm. like stand-in. It, or honestly, I've seen enough porn to know that like the lighting's not perfect. You, you consider yourself an expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, just, I just, I, you, I'm like, no one puts spent time there's on the lighting, and that is not the point. No way. From the porn that I watch, there's just no way that anyone even lights it. It yeah. feels like it's natural light. Uh, so I googled it, <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, someone's like, I always got the impression that they're not stand-ins for porn; they're professional stand-ins for sex scenes in regular movies. Oh. I never seen a sex scene in a movie with a full blowjob. Uh, I've seen a couple. I mean, maybe they're standards for like Gus Van Sant movies. I don't know. No, maybe. <laughs> the only movie I remember that has head of any sort is um, uh, what's it called? Swordfish. History of Violence. I've never seen Swordfish. It's not great, but there's a whole scene where he has to hack and get a blowjob at the same time. But is he naked, completely getting head? Because that's what that is. No, no, That no, is no. what that is no, suggesting. No, 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 not like that. But so they pull down his pants and then a girl because, goes down. Because history of violence on the stairs is aggressive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh he's yeah. finally, he's such, made it. Honestly, for being such a stupid storyline, this is a very adorably hilarious scene. It's like the hottest girls of the early 2000s are in this scene. January June. Yeah, yeah, they're all a little really? bit famous. Really? Like that girl who just, that girl's a supermodel. I forget mm. her name, but she's like a Russian supermodel. I, she was, I, she was in a, a sitcom called Drop Dead Gorgeous and she was in CSI a whole bunch. And she oh. was in that other movie where she played a supermodel head over heels with Monica Potter. <laughs> yeah. I was so sure it was Mila Jovovich, but it's definitely not. She's she's like a Mila. She yeah, was yeah. as, at the time, she was that famous. Yeah, and then you have and Alicia, Alicia Cuthbert. Like these oh, are like wow. the yeah, it, it is the who's who of like 2002. <laughs> it must have been a real shot in the arm of like I am hot <laughs> getting this. Part. Not when your entire career has been built on hot girl number two roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's been waitress number two in enough movies to win to win over hot girl number two. Yeah. All of the blondes, their hair is so overprocessed. I love Alicia Cuthbert, though. She is so funny on Happy Endings. They also all must be 19, I think. Do you think that's a thing that British guys talk about? That they're like, oh, I went on vacation to the States and I like got so laid because of my accent? I it's do probably know, a thing. I, yeah. do, I do know that us, like Australian people, it's like a thing of like, going to go work at Whistler, going to go finger a German chick. Like, <laughs> Why does he have the finger? <laughs> I try to think of a gross, I guess, <laughs> I don't know. Do you see this shirt that the model, I forget her name, is wearing? That yeah. was like 
they sold shirts like that in Kensington Market. That was like a bunch of jerseys that were sewn together, and nothing is cool, was cooler to that in grade seven. Like good, they sleep naked in one bed and they can't afford pajamas. This is this is this is like the very, this is like the beginning of a porno. Like this is like <laughs> yes, like this is. is the logic of like minute two of of a porno with a plot. I also feel like as a young man, a young British man, if women were hitting on him this aggressively, his penis would not work when it came yeah. to the actual sex. <laughs> he would get too overwhelmed and then he'd get kind of he mean. just starts crying yeah, he'd get kind of mean and then say you guys are pressuring me too much absent myself I always thought she said do you mind if I just upset myself and I was like wow she's just gonna go upset herself in the bathroom or something I thought maybe it was a way of saying that she has to pee apparently she did the crying scene in the film 12 times Oh my God. They just had her come in, fall to pieces on the bed listening to Joni Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Does, I mean, that's my Tuesday night. But. I could I could get there with this song, I feel. But also, that woman that he gives the necklace to, she was also wearing red underwear again, and it's like, how many red underwears do you got? You can't have more than two. That's crazy if you have I more just, than two. I, I, I own many pairs of these exact black jeans. <laughs> You know what the real fucking tragedy of this is? Listen, I love Alan Rickman. Obviously, no disrespect. Obviously, rest in peace. But let's be obvious. Like, look at what Emma Thompson looks like and look at what Alan Rickman looks like. And he's the one that cheats. He's the one that gets hit on. Alex. He's a powerful Don't man. Don't make me answer for Alan Rickman. <laughs> I don't answer for all big-nosed dudes. Alan, please. <laughs> well, somebody has to. <laughs> is he a big nose? I'm taking a guess. Actually, looking at her now crying, she looks a little bit like Alan Rickman, honestly. How she, dare. She does. Yeah, she's beautiful. They're but, all beautiful. But, uh, you know, some, it's, like, it's that thing where, you know, you're attracted to something that's similar to you, but just a little bit different. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I've talked about this before on the podcast. Yeah. I've never dated anyone who remotely looks like me. No. And I would be fascinated to date someone who looks like me, or at the very least, be attracted to someone who looks like me. <laughs> I think, like, uh, you had the whole thing of that, like, those guys who dated a series of women who look exactly like you? Yes, yes. <laughs> I've dated two different guys that were different, <laughs> and, and all of their exes look like similar ideas as me. That, like, that, not facially, no, but that like... That would worry me, because it's like, am, am I just your type? It's like, like that scene in yeah, Get Out where I, she finds all the pictures. <laughs> but I, so like, I don't remember going to Italy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a type, too, if you were to think about it. And I liked each of those men individually. It just so happens that, that they, they were all slender so and thin. skinny and sinewy. <laughs> Translucent. I could really, so really snap them in half. Like a piece of beef jerky. <laughs> wish that's too crack into that slim gym. that's too thick <laughs> <laughs> she's like a like a pokey <laughs> yeah i like a pokey with no uh like uh icing on it <laughs> how many turtlenecks can we wear in a movie oh if he's not having a turtleneck cover that neck up with a scarf <laughs> the director is like i fucking hate necks I don't, and look look at that woman behind them wearing a turtleneck <laughs> holy shit <laughs> i love it so much fuck necks yeah, show them oh. arms, but cover head. that neck. <laughs> head, <laughs> chin, shoulders. <laughs> so that Natalie girl told her that told him that she loved him. 
and now he's going to go find her, but he only knows the street she lives on, does not know the name, so I uh, doesn't know the number. So he's going from door to door. And this is I how... Mean, that's fun. Like, it, there's fun ideas in this movie. Alex, you're acting as though this isn't the best. <laughs> it, is, it is certainly not the best, as it is. It is not the movie Network. Oh, you're going to make me watch a network, aren't you? <laughs> Haven't you seen Network? I've seen Network. I saw it when I was like 15, though. I don't really remember it. Oh, we should do Network. No, I'm busy. <laughs> it's long, too. He always looks like he opened the wrong bathroom door. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, oh, I thought, I thought Holmes was woman. <laughs> Listen, we all make jokes. But guys, I hope you, on your vision boards, you hope the best for me and this is the type of person that I, look, that I date. He looks just like this. Okay, Alex? Put it on the vision board. Put it up there. He always looks like he found a dead animal like <laughs> inside and he doesn't know how it got there. <laughs> or, like, like, or like <laughs> there's dirt on the floor and he's not sure why. Yeah. <laughs> what, why? As the prime minister, couldn't he just ask somebody where she lives? Yeah, he always yeah yeah he uses the NSA to get fucked. Could he fuck. also could he also just call her, give her a ring? <laughs> we're 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 trading in spontaneity and romance here. <laughs> Lee Lee is furious. <laughs> <laughs> we just punch the table. <laughs> You're supposed to be enchanted. <laughs> She's been seething this entire time <laughs> that me and Alex have been making terrible jokes. He looks like he looks like like he turned on the ceiling fan when really he wanted to turn on the light. <laughs> yeah, that is oh true. Oh no! <laughs> I would say he he looks like uh, he asked someone to repeat themselves twice and still doesn't hear it. <laughs> he's at a club and he can't hear what they're saying. Yeah, but now he's just like uh huh, like he's just laughing to make it stop. Yeah, and but and he's laughing and it's made the person's face drop because what they said wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great. <laughs> He, he looks like he waited a long time for a meal and they gave him the wrong thing. <laughs> he was the last one to get served. Yeah, they gave him something wrong and he's not sure what to do about and it. And he's allergic to parsley and parsley is sprinkled all over the plate. <laughs> Look, she's apologizing for being sexually harassed by the president. This is why people hate this movie. Yeah, that's pretty gross. And she's saying nothing happened, I promised. And... What? Uh, uh, Hugh Grant, come on, buddy. Say no need to apologize. <laughs> Her hair is so early 2000s. All I wanted was a nice side bang all the time. Yeah, I definitely... I still that's would the wear same it. thing that Hugh Grant wants in that car. <laughs> definitely, definitely. It, it's <laughs> side bang. It's my favorite position. Lee, 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 Lee. That was very good. It took me... all killing it. <laughs> She shows up, shreds Vitae to her core. Uh, thank you. Then yes. makes like great side. This is why she's a working actor, and we're filming, we're recording a podcast in a place that I'm dog sitting for. God, we, we all have side hustles. <laughs> also, in the movie theater, I remember this so clearly. Hugh Grant is Emma Thompson's older brother. And when she goes, what's my older brother doing here? The whole audience went, okay. (laughs) 
I do like I do like that in the movie theater you watched it was probably an audience people rejecting this movie and you on fire. I was every part of me was tingling. <laughs> like <laughs> I was fourteen. This was your Twilight. And if I this yeah this is also though Twilight was my Twilight because I watched it so high. I was in college when it came out. Oh, you talk about this, yeah. Oh, what a time! I was thinking it was gonna be, and it was really bad. But. But it was bad, but it was watchable. Like, it wasn't like... I mean, yeah. the first one? The first one, the first one. Yeah, yeah the first oh, one. Oh, did, did I... Because uh, uh, then I when did, you get into the CGI baby... No, 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 no. Did, did no. I tell you about, like, the... Uh, me and, uh, like, in my high school, the university girlfriend, we watched all of the Twilights, but we watched it with director's commentary on. Oh, I know you did tell me about this, and I want to watch it so badly. It's, you you, you got to do this, Lee. Because okay. the first... Right, it's... it's um, Robert Pattinson and what's her face? Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart hating the movie. Oh, God. On the commentary. And then the first one is like <laughs> Stephanie Meyer, the director, Spider-Man. the two of them, mm-hmm. and like someone else, like a production assistant or something. Not production assistant, but some, someone. And I don't then think they have a PA each, doing each, the director's commentary. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just like some like producer or something. Mm-hmm. But in each one they do, there's less and less people there until the very end is just the two of them hating the movie. Well, I mean, you, if you look at everything that they've done since then, it's been this direct response to like yeah. being in soulless corporate yeah. films. Yeah. So it's like, no, we're just going to get really arty. Yeah. Um, it's friggin' charming of them. No, the, the first Twilight was, was, was um, so great to watch High. And also because Robert Pattinson's thing is that when he sees her, or when he smells her, it makes his fangs come out. But the way he plays it, it's like he gets a boner in his mouth. <laughs> so when she enters the room, he's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he leaves. And I couldn't, like, that was it. And then the rest of the movie, I was like, I'm on board. I love everyone, and I think Robert Hanson's a genius. Also, this little girl should be a superstar. This is who he's been in love with, by the way, the drummer boy. The girl? Yeah, this is oh, the girl. The, oh, sorry, okay, yeah, I mixed he's up. He's the little drummer boy. He's a drummer boy. <laughs> Get ready, it's Alex. It's Christmas theme. And I don't care about the... Pr- I just want you for my own. She's so good, Alex. You should love her. <laughs> I'm not going to love a child. So the whole thing, I respect her. <laughs> I made, that made Lee laugh. <laughs> you got her. One you got one, Lee. One hope. Lee, <laughs> our toughest critic. I, yeah, I, I got Lee. I got her. Yes, yes. <laughs> I read this article today where, like, the headline was, you know, a vet going to jail for like sexual abuse, and I'm just like, of the animals. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to read it and be like, oh no, is it of his staff? Okay. Lee, you know that the, you just um, had that is a very famous Second City blackout. Yeah. Where it's two people on stage, they're, it looks like they're getting into surgery, they're washing their hands, and she goes, it's unethical, it's, like, she says all these things, and it's just downright disgusting, and he goes, hey, you know what, it's, I'm allowed to, I, I'm allowed to have, a, like, a relationship with a patient if I want to, and then she goes, Dan, we're vets, and then blackout, and so I did that when I was in Turco, and my, that's, like, the only show my dad ever came and s- saw, and to this day, he talks about that joke, he goes, remember when the vet, you thought he was talking about humans. <laughs> it's, it's an honest mistake anyone can make. Yeah. That is of like how much sketch I do and how much like sketch shows I'll do. And then my mom, my parents will see like a smattering of them. But then just keep telling about the most innocuous sketches they saw. That was like, 
I didn't even have a hand. I didn't even write that oh, one. I, know, I would eh? just walked on and screamed, and you're like, huh, I remember my son screamed. <laughs> my um, my dad, he never goes out to anything because he doesn't like to go out. <laughs> and so he's only ever seen one of my tour co shows, and then he saw my very last Skechersen show. Oh, yeah. And I just have to imagine what he truly thought about the Skechersons because he just went, ah, and like smiled, <laughs> like, did like a thumbs up. I'm loving this red hair, dark eyes situation. I feel like you never see that. Mm. There's all types of redheads in the UK. There are way more of them over there than there are here. You're just a connoisseur of, of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. of British manliness. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's unfair that I didn't get to hook up with anyone in London. I gotta go for like a month. I gotta get my I gotta get my strength up. I gotta <laughs> You're working out to go to <laughs> yeah. London. I got to get my... Oh, and this is the joke, too. The entire movie, he's been saying that the only woman that he'd ever fall in love with after the mother is Claudia Schiffer. And that and that they'd make love all over the house. Like, he's making a joke, being like, we definitely make love in your room, so you got to get out of there to the kid. And now he that's Claudia Schiffer. Like, the real Claudia? She plays well, herself? no, in the movie, she's playing a made-up person. Uh. He's aware that she looks like Claudia. Oh, okay. Do you know how much money she made for this seven-minute scene? She made one million dollars. She wouldn't do it for Not any less. Not a bad day's work. Yeah, she wouldn't do it for less. And like they needed it, man. <laughs> it's very charming. It's a fun joke. Mm. But don't you think maybe replace There's that just word Claudia Schiffer with any, any other, other model? Yeah. <laughs> Why is Claudia Schiffer? Is, is she represent something I'm not aware of? You gotta go up to that car and tell that. Child that you love her. I think Go. Claudia Schiffer, Go, for little Liam boy. Neeson's age and for Richard Curtis's age, was the model. She was there's like Claudia Schiffer, Cindy Crawford. So I think like okay. that was like it probably like she represents like. Mm -hmm. Oh, get ready for the most offensive part of the. Movie. Oh yes. Do you want our ugly daughter? Yeah. No, so, I want a hot one. So there's a the, the daughter that he's in love with, and then there's a sister that is fat, and they do a ruthless amount of fat jokes in this very <laughs> small scene. <laughs> what? And sure, she's fat, but to be... Isn't she from... I've seen her in other things. Decimated in the way that she is. No, I've seen her in, like, comedy movies from the same era. Oh, like, she's like, she's like a, she's like a like, comedian. If I, 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 I'm, I'm maybe like merging with someone else in my brain. I really, really. But she looks really familiar. Really hope so. She kind of looks like Beanie Feldstein, to be honest. <laughs> Did I tell you this is not a great story? I was at the um, airport when I was coming home from New York last month, mm -hmm. and there was a kid like his age that kind of bumped into me, and I was like, "Oh, sorry." And then the dad said, "You're not paying attention." pulled him aside and slapped him across the face. Yikes. And it made me immediately burst into tears and the kid didn't cry at all. The kid just like held his face and then I didn't know what to do because I wanted to be like, fuck you yeah. to the dad. But then I was like, well, what Maybe do I... Maybe he pulled me aside and slapped me in the face. Well, I kept thinking like he would have probably yelled the shit out of me. Yeah. It was in the middle of security. So it would have been a, a whole thing. thing. Yeah. And um, and and it would have just traumatized the kid further. Yeah. But I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I it made me cry my entire flight home. Also, because I was scared of the plane. Mm. But it was yeah. And so now when I see something like this, it's not as fun as it once was. That's a terrifying. It was terrible. 
and he was a big, tall dude. And the mom was like, oh, he's upset. And I was like, <laughs> and I just kept thinking, like, God, that's what he does in public. Yeah. 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 Ah, I'm sad. Yeah, it's sad. Sorry. Sorry to bring you all down <laughs> at the end of this movie. Yeah, the chase of the airport. Oh, yeah. See, so all these things are helping him get through because people are distracted. It's all coming full circle. Yeah. That's why Bill and I had to get naked for, for the, to tie up the loose ends. Listen, you're going away to America. I'm going away to jail for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am, and then he turns around and gets tasered immediately. <laughs> I am now a, a person of interest in the investigation of 9-11. <laughs> I think he's getting Just a, let him go. a lot oh, of trouble. Oh, you little ruffian. And I think Liam Neeson would get in trouble, too. I think her parents would be mad that she's like no, missing a flight. He did it for love, though, so there's no consequences. Man... <laughs> <laughs> the things I've done for love. And he's just thinking the B-boy got made out with. What? I get a cheek kiss? In like a horrible, like... <laughs> In a brutal make-out session. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just making out so slamming into a locker. like. <laughs> Nothing like getting your first kiss from a girl and then immediately going into the arms of your father to hug him. <laughs> <laughs> That's like just like three grand of therapy right yeah. there. Like, they all know each they other. They all lightly know each other. Get ready for the best twist of who's in this. And let's just say it's a. Sh I'm watching a movie favorite, not her. So we got we got the girl from American Pie. But who's his sister or her sister? <laughs> <laughs> so we watched Starship Troopers, and I just did not know that Denise Richards was like Angelina Jolie level beautiful when she first came on the scene mm -hmm. and I couldn't get over it the entire movie. You, She'd get shot. He's the prime <laughs> minister. Yeah. And also, why is he coming out of the... Air? Don't they have special planes? Yeah, special planes. <laughs> you know what I like about Hugh Grant? This is back to regular people. You can tell by it's their weird wonky sweet. faces. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're asymmetrical faces of a non-famous person. Yeah, fucking ugly. <laughs> oh, look at these fucking fives, hug. Oh, we were used to an even a, a, a nine a, bare minimum yeah, in that movie. <laughs> used to a low, at lowest seven. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting some certified fours who are happy. <laughs> Look at that kid. <laughs> Solid two. Oh, man. God only knows. But like an English two, so. <laughs> so, so for me, so that's American a. American one. Yeah, but for a, a Vitae 30. <laughs> uh, are we there yet? Are we there? Are you upset because you have to go to work tomorrow morning? I was going to try and. Uh, I was call in sick. Call in sick. I haven't really figured out what that process is yet, my job. Call in sick? Yeah. I mean, be careful. Don't call in sick when you're not sick and then fuck a day where you're actually sick. I know. Right. Oh, Alex? The daughter of uh, Emma Thompson, her real name is Lulu Popwell. Oh. Well, the thing is, is that love's a many splendid thing. You thought that I don't know the song? <laughs> <laughs> Care for nothing. Okay, Lee? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for thank joining you for us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, my God. I'm sorry that it was such a crazy start. 
and then I demanded that none of you make eye contact with the dog when you walk in. <laughs> that was heartbreaking. It was hard. Is, it, but is, did she behave very nicely for us afterwards? She, yes. She did. She did. She, she, but she, she, you, you come in, this very cute dog looks at you without barking and is like wagging his tail and you're like, don't you dare look at her. Don't you dare pet her. It's a whole thing. You're like, until she, until she, until she sits down to prove that you're enough. I'm like, I don't want to do it. I want to cuddle. Make my life easier walking that dog in the morning. <laughs> Anyways, Lee, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy that you chose this movie. It's been a time and a half. Alex? It's like... The best movie you've garbage. ever seen. Garbage. <laughs> Do you really think it's garbage? It's just, it's it, it doesn't move the needle for me. For your penis? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I prefer my penis as the, the needle. needle. <laughs> oh, God. It doesn't even flinch. Oh, God. It doesn't even flinch, huh? Classic Kalenko measuring movies with his penis. <laughs> if anything, you do that more than I do. Yeah, I have a sickness. <laughs> no, about three movies in on this podcast, I realized that all of my sexual identity was built in the cinema. Mm. And it was a lot. Like, there, I never there, realized that before. If, if you're ever curious, there's the episode we did of Moulin Rouge. Oh, yeah, I have a Where breakdown. you watch her have a full breakdown. <laughs> like, I cut out tons because it was, like, to a point where she couldn't say words. It was just like, I'm, how am I this? Like, like, oh, okay. But, like, you were overwhelmed so by I, the sexual charisma no, of you I, and McGregor? I realized that as a child, as a 13-year-old watching it, everything that I found, that I find sexy or sexual originated from that movie. Because the whole thing, like, there's a whole hidden, like, love storyline, and I was like, illicit love is very sexy to me, and that also adds to a lot of, like, dating people secretly and that's not good for anybody and it was like the stuff of like of like like the the, the kind of emotionally manipulative but man yeah yeah the, the sad boy and realizing that maybe the origin of me liking sad men might be from Moulin Rouge and you were kind of going through a little bit of a relationship turmoil I was going through a relationship not relationship turmoil per se but I was the waters were choppy I was I was uh, experiencing feelings for somebody that I didn't want to experience feelings for thus a secret love <laughs> well, I mean at least you uh, recognize it, and you might not be able to change it, but you, you can you can draw out the contours of your case. Lee is <laughs> reading me too bad. Okay, the, the, the first thing I ever bought on the internet was a, a Robert Downey Jr. movie called Chances Are, where he plays the reincarnated version of Sybil Shepard's dead husband. What? And it was because I thought that Robert Downey Jr. was very special. She's so foxy. Yeah. RDJ, Early baby. Days? Yeah, yeah. Well, Lee, a true pleasure. Yeah, thanks for Anything coming. you want to plug? Uh, no, all my stuff has already come out. Um, but no, it, there's, there's yeah, but yeah, this is what happened like a month yeah. and a half ago. And we're sorry, Lee. No, no, I'm have. just, uh, I'm, I'm just here for, for, for the fun of it. For a good time, but not a long time. So yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you. Have Merry Christmas. This is our Christmas episode. This is. They're right on it. Yep. Bye.